A quick message before this episode begins. You are about to listen to a unique dual episode of Coordinated. The first episode is part of our continuing mini-series on SSD. The second episode is a special bonus about the AP Annual Conference. The episodes will automatically play back-to-back after our theme song concludes the first time. So, be sure to listen all the way through to hear the full coordinated conversation. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Coordinated. Episode 168. SSD. Submitting Requests. Greetings, AP coordinators. I'm Derek Cometa. And I'm Rachel McBride. And you're listening to... Coordinated, the podcast for AP coordinators. Thanks for joining the conversation, collaboration, and, of course, coordination. Hello, Rachel. Hello again, Derek. Hey, Before we get started, we know that you are, of course, the AP coordinator at your school. (laughs) Yes, quite correct. I would hope so after all these episodes together. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Good point. And we also know that you are not the SSD coordinator. Also correct. Although I used to have the SSD coordinator role as well. So I am pretty familiar with SSD. Great. So then today's topic is perfect for you. We want to talk about submitting requests for accommodations and talk about it from both the perspective of the AP coordinator and the perspective of someone who has both roles, AP coordinator and SSD coordinator. Are you ready? Definitely. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's start with this. Students with documented disabilities may be eligible for accommodations on AP exams. However, to take an AP exam with accommodations, a student must be approved by the Office for Services for Students with Disabilities. Providing accommodations to students without College Board approval will result in cancellation of these students' scores. Worth mentioning, but let's not go there. (laughs) Right, let's not. And as you said, some AP coordinators are not the SSD coordinator, so they may be unfamiliar with the accommodations process, some of the different types of accommodations, or even which students have accommodations. Hence, our conversation today. So the process to apply for accommodations goes like this. First, the student and or parent works with the school's SSD coordinator to submit a request for accommodations. The SSD coordinator collects all the appropriate paperwork, prints a parent consent form, and then uses SSD online to create a request and submit required documentation. The deadline to do so was January 18th, 2023. Now, at the time of this recording, it is already after the deadline. So what do we do 
What do schools do if they have students who want to request accommodations and it's after that deadline? Well, sometimes we have a different situation where students who don't have a disability qualify for temporary assistance after the deadline. An example could be a student who breaks his arm a week before exams in a baseball game and needs a scribe or extended time. So what is the recommended process now that it is after the deadline? Great question. And this definitely comes up from time to time. Schools are encouraged to apply for accommodations using SSD online following all the same steps as before the deadline. Let me say that again. Schools, please apply for the accommodation even after the deadline has passed. I know from my experience at my former school that the SSD office tries to approve all requests for accommodations prior to testing. It's not guaranteed, of course, since the request came in after the deadline. For this reason, a little best practice is to make sure the parents and or the student are aware of this. Ooh, look at you sneaking in a best practice so early (laughs) in the conversation. I like it. (laughs) Well, I have another one. Ooh, I like it. A A little role reversal. Let's hear it. So I cannot take credit for this. This is actually a tip. I heard from some experienced coordinators. It's, it's definitely related to this conversation. Sometimes if schools are waiting for an accommodation to be approved, sometimes moving the student to the late testing window, that might provide the extra time needed for that approval to come through. So it's like you're creating a little extra time for, you know... An extra time accommodation. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I didn't think of it that way. I didn't. I definitely did not think of it that way. But you you are correct. That's exactly what it is. Nice, nice work there, Rachel. (laughs) Well, thank you. And one final note on this. There's a separate request process for a student who needs temporary assistance to complete an exam due to a temporary medical or physical condition. Like that example of a broken arm that I used earlier. Please see AP Coordinator's Manual, Part 2, for guidance. Nice plug for your best friend, as usual. Of course. And Derek, I'm, I'm ready for a quick summary. All right, let's see here. <clears throat> One, to take an AP exam with accommodations, a student must be approved for accommodations by the College Board SSD office. Two. Schools are encouraged to apply for an accommodation even if it's after the January deadline. And three, we hope all students remain healthy and (laughs) injury-free, but there is a temporary accommodations process should an unexpected injury occur. Especially for our baseball players. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Especially all the student athletes. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. If you are keeping track, this concludes part three of our nine-part mini-series on SSD. Still lots more good conversation and information to share. Coming up next episode, special format 
exam materials, a special episode for sure. (laughs) Don't miss it. We'll talk with you soon. Coordinated is presented by the AP Program and the AP Coordinator Experience Team. We thank Jackie Ray for our theme song, Good As Gold. Jackie is a former AP Music Theory student at Oakton High School in Vienna, Virginia. Additional vocal support by myself, Carly Suge, AP Coordinator at Costa Mesa High School in Southern California. AP Coordinators, we cannot say it enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. And for all your support of AP students, you are truly good as gold. Greetings, AP coordinators. Great to chat with you again. Rachel has the week off, but fortunately, I'm not alone. We are excited about our special guest making her coordinated podcast debut is the director of event planning for College Board, my friend and colleague, Sakina Williams-Rowe. Hey, Sakina. Hey, Derek. Thanks for having me. And just to clarify, this is not just my coordinated podcast debut. It's my podcast debut, period. (laughs) All right. Well, lucky us. Uh, Speaking of our show, there is a very specific reason you are joining the show today. And if I had to guess, I would say your workday currently includes a bit of planning for the AP annual conference. And we want to learn more. After all, thanks to the pandemic, it's been a few years since we've hosted the AP annual conference. Yes, that's right. We've not held the conference in over three long years, but it'll be back this year, back in person and better than ever. All right. So Let's start with a little background. For those who are not familiar with this event, what is... What is the AP Annual Conference? Good question, Derek. The AP Annual Conference brings together thousands of education professionals from the AP and pre-AP communities. The conference schedule includes workshops, content-driven sessions, exhibits, updates from AP and other college board programs, and more. It's a chance to connect with new and experienced teachers of all 38 AP courses, plus AP chief readers, 
counselors, superintendents, principals, and of course, your favorite, Derek, AP coordinators. (laughs) Correct, correct. Educators at the conference can do many things besides just attend the conference sessions. They can discover proven methods for increasing equity and access to the AP program. They can explore dozens of exhibits featuring new textbooks and classroom technologies. And there are specific tracks of concurrent conference sessions based on your role at school or a topic of interest, including an entire track of concurrent sessions for AP coordinators. All right. So I'm in. I'm in. I'm ready to go. When is the AP annual conference? Oh, it's all happening this summer, Wednesday, July 19 through Friday, July 21st, 2023. Pre-conference workshops run on July 19th. The main conference runs from July 20th through the 21st. Note there's a separate fee, though, for most pre-conference workshops. Related to those pre-conference workshops, a quick plug, if you don't mind. Uh, AP coordinators back by popular demand. The AP Coordinator Back to School Workshop will be offered in person as part of the pre-conference workshop series. We hope to see you there. Speaking of which, where is, quote unquote, there? Where is the AP Annual Conference this year? Well, that's a great question. This year, we're excited to be at the Seattle Convention Center's brand new summit building in Seattle, Washington. It's a great city if you've never been there. I agree. And hold one second. Let me do a quick search. Okay, got it. I just found an unofficial list, unofficial, of the top three reasons to visit Seattle in July. Are you ready? Oh, shocking. You're going off script, Derek. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Derek's top three reasons to visit Seattle, besides, of course, the AP annual conference. One, the sunshine, especially if you like long days and short nights. The weather in July tends to be mainly dry and overall just beautiful. The average low is 54 degrees Fahrenheit, and the average high is 72. That sounds heavenly. Uh, Reason number two, outdoor activities. The lakes, the ferry rides, the amazing beaches and natural parks, plenty of great hiking, and I'm scrolling down something here I've never heard of before, hydroplane races. I don't know what that is, but I think I might have to check that out. And the third reason to visit Seattle, and this is undoubtedly my favorite reason, seafood. (laughs) I mean, come on, Seattle is the place for some of the best, freshest seafood in the world. It's a great foodie town. That's right. You had me at seafood, Derek, so I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there as well. We we can't wait. And for our listeners who are interested in finding out more, we'll put a link to registration in the show notes. 
Yeah, this is the event that educators rave about. Each year, the APA Annual Conference provides educators with the best opportunity to learn, share, and gather the most current information about the AP program. Please join us if you can. It's going to be great. We're all really excited to have you back. Indeed. And Sakina, thank you very much. Oh, thanks for having me. I look forward to seeing you and many AP coordinators in Seattle this summer. The AP Annual Conference projects to be the single largest gathering of AP coordinators ever. Ever. Don't miss out. We'll talk with you soon, and we'll see you there. Coordinated is presented by the AP Program and the AP Coordinator Experience Team. We thank Jackie Ray for our theme song, Good As Gold. Jackie is a former AP Music Theory student at Oakton High School in Vienna, Virginia. Additional vocal support by myself, Carly Suge, AP Coordinator at Costa Mesa High School in Southern California. AP Coordinators, we cannot say it enough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. And for all your support of AP students, you are truly good as gold. Good is gold.